The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, I fly solo and bring you a list in 10 of my top 10 quarterback rivalries that I have ever seen. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. and welcome to a brand new episode. Um, I am solo today. I had to work this morning and uh, we're starting to wind down with the what ifs completely, of course, as we head into the uh, the brand new season. So I told Andrew, hey, enjoy your Sunday, my dude. That's when we record, spoiler alert, and uh, I'll just take care of something. I'll record when I get out and throw something together. So obviously the easiest fill-in episode that we can do is a list in 10 episode and that is exactly what I was going to do today. Everybody loves the quarterback position. All right, probably everybody's favorite uh face of the franchise essentially. Um you know, everybody's I feel like everybody goes for quarterback jerseys. Uh it's the, it's the position with that makes the most money, all right? They're they're usually viewed as the leader of the team. So, um you know, I, I, I'm sitting at work this morning and thinking about, uh, you know, uh, I don't think we've done quarterback rivalries. We've done QB controversies, but we've never really done quarterback rivalries. Obviously, I am aware that quarterbacks don't play on the field at the same exact time. I know a lot of people love to throw that one out there like they're uh, um, <laughs> they're like they're like the people who, who tell people that pro wrestling's fake uh, or fixed in 2022. Like, oh yeah, the quarterbacks don't play against each other. Yes, we know, we know. But every time these two players, every time these two quarterbacks step on the field, there's usually some sort of magic, so to speak. So I want to go through the top ten that I've lived to witness. I know there's I'm, this isn't the top ten greatest. Um, you know, you're not going to get a lot of classics in here, like your Roger Staubachs and Terry Bradshaws, Terry Bradshaw Stablers, um, Joe Montana against anybody. I was born in 1991, all right, 31 years old, and I I can only really speak on what I know, all right, because I wasn't there, I wasn't feeling uh, feeling the energy, all right, feeling the the, the vibes, the excitement for for some of those older rivalries. They are great. But alas, I cannot speak on them. So these are personalized favorites. This is this isn't gospel, but stuff that I've truly, uh, truly appreciated seeing. And there's some kind of intrigue usually um, when you know I get to sit down and watch a game between these two quarterbacks. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Of course, as always, when we're doing list in ten, I want you to sit and think of what your top ten quarterback rivalries that you have ever seen, um, what they may be. So, all right. So my number 10 is probably the most out-of-the-box one that we have. All right. Very, it's kind of unique. Uh, I wouldn't call it much of a rivalry, even though some of these, 
some of these big name ones aren't really like as far because obviously and I'm also in the same camp that you know when is a team loses as a team type thing and um so yeah so this you know people may not think this one is like good you might be like huh what um but anyways here let's give this a uh, at least give this a crack so my number 10 is uh the f- <laughs> my number ten quarterback rivalry, if you can call it that, uh, is Tom Brady. There's going to be a lot of Tom Brady on here versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I know you hear that, you're like, nah, I'm turning this shit off, right? This this is the worst list ever. Um, Tom Brady does own Ryan Fitzpatrick as far as you know, head to head goes, team records go. There's no doubt about it. But I've watched some really special. Uh, games between these two. In fact, Ryan Fitzpatrick has done his best uh, against Tom Brady-led teams. Uh, I think he has like 21 touchdowns against the Patriots over his career, which is uh, the most he has versus any team. But um, you know, I, I've gotten to watch Fitzpatrick has won on three occasions, and uh, you know, I've I've lived. Oh, like I'm so old or so young, um, you know. I, I've gotten to see all three of them, and ironically enough, there are three teams that the Patriots were in a rivalry with in the AFC East. Fitzpatrick has won with the Bills, he has won with the Dolphins, and has won with the Jets against the Patriots. Uh, the first one um, was the Bills one. This is back in 2000, and uh, I want to say 10 or 11. Truly special moment. It was one of the first times in a long time that the Bills had had beaten the Patriots. Probably, you know, this pre-Josh Allen era, probably pre, you know, pre Tom in in the the whole of the whole Tom Brady era. The Patriots regularly would just have their way with Buffalo, right? I mean, every year, just sweeping them, sweeping them, sweeping them. And Fitzpatrick led this really good, really hard fought. Um, you know, game with, you know, with Fred Jackson and so many other great Bills players of that era. And they ended up winning on a Ryan Lindell field goal. And, and the, the amount of screaming in Buffalo from Buffalo fans was insane. Um, you know, there's been other times, too, where, where they, well, look at the Jets one, 2015 playoffs, playoff spot on the line. Um, if they lose, they're definitely out. If they win, they have to win the following week. And Fitzpatrick uh, led the Jets, who were, I think they improved to 9-6 and six that week. Or maybe they improved to 10. I can't remember exactly. I think they ended up finishing like 10-6 and six and got, uh, they lost to the Bills, so it kind of hurt them. Uh, let me just double check. 2015 record. So, but anyways, it was ten and six. All right, they ended up finishing, but they uh, they were stuck in a tiebreaker with the Steelers, and then the Steelers bounced. It. Technically, um, kept them out of the playoffs due to record and positioning and all that. But you know, it, and then of course there was the time with the Dolphins. Uh, Brady historically struggles in Miami, and Fitzpatrick led a team that had no business being there. Um, uh, you know, in the game, essentially, he let them pass. Uh, Tom Brady led Patriots, so. Uh, it, it's probably more so for the fact that you know Fitzpatrick, because Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's legacy is one of unpredictability, 
and fun um, in some instances, but uh, it's one of those ones where every time you hear that Brady and Fitzpatrick, or you heard that Brady and Fitzpatrick would probably score off, there was a little bit of intrigue. You're like, hmm, something really interesting could happen here. And I know three wins versus 10 wins doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot, but um, there were some special games. There was, I, I think, the first time, if I'm not mistaken, Brady slighted uh, Fitzpatrick. He didn't. He wouldn't shake his hand, and uh, Fitzpatrick had to chase him down for the Jets, and I think the Dolphins won maybe. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of one of my, those underrated ones that you know, if it if it happened, if it if it was going to happen, uh, you know, maybe you'd see something pretty spectacular. And hey, an upset is is pretty fun. So um, three wins is not too shabby when you consider one of our other uh, nominees here and their amount of wins versus Tom Brady either. Uh, Number nine is Matt Ryan versus Drew Brees. So uh, Drew and Matt, two really, really incredible quarterbacks, like really, really good quarterbacks. I know uh, people don't view Matt Ryan quite as highly as they do Drew, which is – wild to me um it's kind of insane yeah but and i think when all said and done uh and i've been saying this way before matt ryan the idea of matt ryan ever becoming a uh a cult was formed that listen matty ice is one of the better best quarterbacks this generation and and things that he's had to overcome really bad teams right he took a team that had no business being in the super bowl a defense that had no business being the super bowl to the super bowl and they obviously let him down. However, um, you know, it's really fun when you get two really top-end quarterbacks in the same division, especially for such a a long period of time. And uh, to my count, I I think this is all-time playoffs included if they ever did play. Uh, But Matt Matt Ryan has nine wins to Drew Brees' 14 wins. So they played against each other a lot. Obviously, Matty Ice with the Falcons and um, Drew Brees that entire tenure with the Saints. And like, I mean, how exciting they were! Some exciting matchups. Obviously, as the Falcons team, uh, you know, kind of got worse, <laughs> progressively worse. Um, you know, some of those games weren't as fun. But Matt Ryan, it, it, you know, just going head to head, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, who I think are two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, Pretty spectacular stuff. I know they played on Thanksgiving a couple times. Uh, there's just a lot of lot of cool memories. A lot of cool memories between uh, between those two. Again, you just love um, those in division rivalries. So Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, especially when when both teams were really good, you were always in for some very exciting uh, offense. Um, so yeah, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees is my number nine. Number eight. There's another one that people may like, really? What? Um, I'm going to go Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. All right. Roethlisberger has 12 wins to Flacco seven. 12 to seven. And, uh, you know, the part of that helps us the most is that the Steelers versus Ravens rivalry is my favorite uh, rivalry in the NFL today. It is always it, always the best games. I don't know. It, I, I get nervous every year because obviously lately stuff has been changing, roster changes, quarterback changes, 
guys getting older, they are the most physical and intense football games that are so reminiscent of the good old days. They're about as reminiscent to the, you know, the 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 way that football was played in the eighties and seventies as much as it can be. And for a little while there, I mean, Joe Flacco was was not a bad quarterback. Uh, you know, was he an all time great? No. Um, is he on Ben Ben Roethlisberger's level? No. But um, but they both led some really exciting teams. Uh, you know, against each other, and. Uh, and obviously, like I said, Big Ben got the better of it. Big Ben was more so; he was always really supported by a. He had a better supporting cast, pretty typically, at least offensively. But these are some defensive, like just bloodbaths, and uh, and a lot of fun, a lot of fun. When you heard Big Ben and Joe Flacco were suiting up to get uh, to go against each other, you know there was there was some kind of magic. The whether you know whether I know Tomlin's been really good um, as a head coach. You know, Ravens, there's been years where they've been down and they always played Pittsburgh really tough. And a lot of that has to do with uh, having good old Joe Flacco. So Ben Roethlisberger versus Joe Flacco is my number eight. Number seven, number seven that I have here is um, two of my two of my favorites. Obviously, uh, one guy who helped create my love of the Colts and the other one who's just my favorite of all time. Uh, I have Peyton Manning versus Philip Rivers here. Two very, very different uh, personalities, <laughs> so to speak, but very brilliant uh, NFL quarterbacks. Qu- football IQ is off the charts. Um, Peyton Manning is seven wins to Philip Rivers five. And obviously, they played, uh, same, they always played in the same conference. You know, during their their tenure, I actually found this interesting. Philip Rivers with the Chargers actually owned Peyton Manning with the Colts. I think he had a four and one record against them, including a big time upset in two thousand eight. I think in Indian. And if, uh, I actually have it up here. Let's see. I did have it up there. Oh well. Um. Yeah, it was like two thousand eight and. Versus, it was a big time upset. I think that the I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the year after. Yeah, 2008 AFC Wild Card game. Or no, it was the 08 divisional game. No, seven divisional game. So this is them. Um, this was Indy coming back after winning the Super Bowl the previous year. The 6 07 season. So uh, going to the divisional round, this is Brady, you know, unleashed. Chargers go in with, all beaten up. And this is the game where Rivers tore his ACL. His ACL or MCL? Got hurt. LaDainian Thompson was hurt. Antonio Gates got hurt um, in this game. But they still, like, trudged through and they still pulled it off. But um, when Peyton, Peyton went over to Denver, it was just... It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. The Chargers only won one game um, against Denver Broncos, Tom Brady, which was pretty surreal. But uh, always cool because you don't really – I don't think this is one that a lot of people think about, the Peyton Manning versus Phillip Rivers one. I don't think a whole lot of people think about it. But, man, those Chargers and Colts were top of the line at you know really solid teams during the latter part of the, the first decade of the 2000s. And um, 
And yeah, once Peyton got to Denver, Chargers were falling, you know, got a lot older. Antonio Gates is up there. No more uh, LT. Uh, Defense got progressively worse. Head coaching changes, all that stuff. Uh, Peyton Manning just took him to task, swept him a couple times over his tenure in Denver, and that was kind of all she wrote. So number seven, Peyton versus Phillip Rivers. Number six, this one was... uh, it's not just on field. It wasn't just on field, but it was it was you know the behind the scenes. Of course, this is probably one of the greatest quarterback controversies of all time with Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, man, I grew up. Brett Favre was like the first big time guy, like first first to me mainstream. Him and like Barry Sanders, but Brett Favre specifically for the for the perspective of this uh, this episode. Brett Favre was one of the first big-time, like, nationally known players that I was familiar with. I know we had Jim Kelly here in Buffalo, but for for me to see, like, Brett Favre was a superstar everywhere. Like, I was, I had a kid in my second, first or second grade class, he had a Brett Favre jersey, and I was like, wow, that's cool. I, I wasn't used to that at that time. So... You know, Brett Favre was that dude, and then, you know, his, his retirement, and then they eventually phased him out for, uh, or he phased himself out, depending on who you ask, for, for Aaron Rodgers, um, who took over the team and has been brilliant since. I, I still don't think he's thrown for 100 interceptions yet, like in his entire career. Like, it's it's really, really good. Um, really, really cool to see. But, you know, Favre went to the Jets first, and then he went to Minnesota and that's a big no-no for Packers fans. But um, Favre and Rodgers, uh, from what I've doing research, just to double check, they're both five hundred against you. Know, they're five hundred against each other, two and two apiece. But man, uh, you know, for Favre, I think Favre came back that first year with the Vikings and kind of took the beat up on Green Bay, and then Rodgers worked him on the way on the way back. But um, uh, that 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 his Favre's last year he was like played up and banged up all the time, but man, two gunslingers with a very similar style of play. Rogers a little bit more cerebral, smarter, safer with the ball, but um, man, that was that was really cool because that was a I mean that was a big big deal for a guy to go to a rival team. Like I had seen you know Drew Bledsoe get traded to Buffalo, but it was nowhere nowhere near the level and magnitude that Favre versus Rodgers was. These were two premier players. You know, one's a one's a Hall of Famer, one's a bona fide Hall of Famer. This is this is a almost a Steve Young and Joe Montana like rivalry. So, all right, next up, number 5. We're in the top half now. Talk about one of the best Super Bowl rivalries of all time. Talk about Eli Manning versus Tom uh, Tom Brady. All right, obviously, very two very special, very good Super Bowl matchups uh, games occur between these two teams, uh, between these two uh, players. All these encounters happen with Eli on the Giants, Brady on the on the Patriots. Eli is one and two against Brady um, in the regular season, but those two Super Bowls help push him to three and two over Brady. But um, I do miss like obviously I'm people probably don't care, but it's it's really it, I've always appreciated Tom Brady. 
I've said it many times on this episode, on the show. Uh, I know we get different listeners and such, but man, like Brady was the ultimate Super Bowl villain to a lot of people, right? Or, or conference championship. He was that good. The Patriots teams were that good. Where he's going to be there, and if if you find a way to beat him in the Patriots, then good things could be in store. And I mean, there's no. I don't think there's anything better. There's no like better way to win a Super Bowl than over a Brady-led Patriots team or a Brady-led team, period. And because I, I do believe he's that good. Um, I made the comparison of him being like the Triple H. So for pro wrestling fans, he's like the Triple H. And if you beat him, it means something. It means a lot more. And, man, if you could beat Brady in the big biggest game of all time, then, you know, kudos to you. So, And that's what Eli Manning essentially did. He out kind of outdueled. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. They were. I know the first one was very defensive, but um, two of the best Super Bowl games that I've ever seen, and uh, and, and one that you know a, a fun rivalry that always you know gets called back to. I remember when COVID first hit and they were showing replays of old football games. There were several um, Eli Manning and Tom Brady encounters shown. So that is my number five. Number four. Number four for me is uh, Big Ben. Versus Tom Brady. Now, this, uh, another rivalry that Tom Brady completely owned. Um, owned, owned, you know, the other person. Nine wins, Brady with nine wins to uh, Big Ben's three. But Big Ben became essentially a, a hero. It kind of cemented himself in Steelers lore when, as a rookie, came out and uh, and actually beat the Pittsburgh. Uh, excuse me, the New England Patriots. But uh, these two teams always brought their best against each other and found themselves against each other in the playoffs often. Um, I think with 20, oh God, was it 17, 16? Uh, they were in a, played against each other in the AFC Championship game, but there was always some controversial stuff, really exciting, you know, uh, really good games. And um, it was just fun because uh, Big Ben's another one who gets slept on. He's probably a first... He's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, but uh, people don't look at Big Ben the same way that they do uh, some of the other, you know, all-time greats. But Big Ben stayed consistent for a long time, significant passer um, on some really, really good teams. And uh, Big Ben versus Tom Brady was a uh, was must-see television every single time, every single time. So that was my number four. My number three, this is a Colts one. Um and this one was very, very short-lived. We only seen four encounters between um, these two players, but uh, Andrew Luck versus Peyton Manning. Of course, uh, Peyton Manning getting dumped. I know there's all sorts of new stories coming out about uh, Peyton Manning and how he, I guess he said something recently about him begging Jim Irsay to, to stay in Indianapolis, so he mentor Luck and all that stuff. There was contract stuff. I, I don't know, but... Um, Basically, Peyton was released, let go to find a job, and he found a job relatively quickly in Denver. And then his successor uh, was drafted in 2012 with Andrew Luck. Um, they first met in Indianapolis in 2013. It was just our game of the week highlight uh, for um, this past week. It's on our Facebook page. If you want to go find our Facebook page and check it out and watch some of the touchdown highlights, you can watch the full game on YouTube which is uh, 
You know, a sight to see. Always a really good one. But Andrew Luck is actually 3-1 and one versus Peyton Manning in his career. And these are just such big pressure games. Um, I think Peyton beat him... Beat, I think Peyton beat the Colts in 2014. And then in the regular season. And then the Colts returned the favor in the playoffs and bounced him out. So... Uh, Luck won in, in 13 in the regular season game, 2014 playoffs. Uh, that game occurred in January of 2015. And then Andrew Luck's actually last game of the 2015 season, um, they won. The Colts won. They were having a terrible start to the year, but Luck was uh, out for the rest of the season. He uh, had a lacerated kidney from the game, took an ass whooping, but he went out there and played his heart out. And, um, yeah, always really tough stuff. I, you know, as I, I love both these players, but I always found Andrew Luck a lot more fun to watch because he was unpredictable and sometimes very reckless. But, um, but there was a, there, a much bigger fun factor when it came to Andrew Luck, you know, watching him play. Peyton's so cerebral, right? Knows what he's doing, knows what ball placement. And you look at what, you know, he did with the team versus what Andrew Luck did with the team. It's, uh, you know, Andrew Luck pulling a, a team, I mean, instant impact, instant game changer, like NFL game ready right away. Peyton struggled his rookie year. And it's very hard to compare, you know, you don't want to compare it, it, that stuff too much. We all know that Peyton, Peyton is one of the greatest of all time. Obviously played a lot longer than uh, Andrew Luck did, but I did always find Andrew Luck a lot more entertaining, um, to watch. I did. So there's that. All right. Number two, growing up in Buffalo, there was no bigger rivalry than the, uh, the bills and the dolphins, meaning that there was no bigger rivalry between quarterbacks than Jim Kelly versus Dan Marino, two quarterbacks selected in the 1983 NFL draft. Um, Kelly didn't make his way to Buffalo until 86. He played, went to the USFL immediately while Marino played, played in a Super Bowl, and, you know the, the 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 rest is history. Kelly went fourteen and eight against Marino over their uh, over their career. That might just I don't know if that includes playoffs. I don't think it does. Um, but regular season fourteen and eight. I know that Kelly and Marino played a few times in the postseason. In fact, I, oh, one. Oh man, was it ninety two or ninety three? The Bills went, or they had to beat they they beat Marino to go. I can't remember which year it was, but um, yeah, they beat them. Jalen had a better supporting cast, and I think any Dolphins fan would agree with that. Bills fans would agree with that too. People remember Marino more for being one of the best, you know, passers in NFL history, but his supporting cast paled in comparison to what Jim Kelly had around him. But I mean, these are some pretty, you know, close. Uh, I think I think Kelly is sixteen with playoffs uh, against Marino, but. Two guys, two studs, two Hall of Famers. This is much like Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, but um, I think on a much bigger on a much bigger scale retrospectively. And, and we've used yeah, uh, we've seen some play of the days. There's a you know you can watch tons of Kelly versus Marino content. They were good friends, but better enemies, and they made football here. You know those football encounters so sweet, and literally the. I don't think I don't think the Bills and Dolphins rivalry is as big if if these two never played against each other if these two never got a chance to play. Uh, Dolphins owned Buffalo throughout the seventies way back when and um, 
and yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's it flip flopped a little bit, but um, yeah, it, it definitely made it a lot more competitive. Miami is a much hated team around here in Western New York, especially because of some of those years, big time games. And my number one. My number one, this is the uh, rivalry that I grew up with, and uh, unfortunately my Colts were on the wrong end of a lot of it. But uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, I think that's number one in a lot of people's lists as far as all-time great quarterback rivalries. Peyton is six, uh, has six wins to Tom Brady's 11. And, you know, two guys around the same age. It's crazy to think that Brady's still going. Um, they only played in the same division for one year. Well, with with Brady as a starter uh, for one year, technically two years though, but uh, when the Colts were in the AFC East pre two thousand and two, but uh, I mean this is another one where must see television. Manning versus Brady. Let's punt, let's watch it on. You know, let's let's watch it. And they were always oh just such great games. And another you know another one where Brady had the better supporting cast, um, better coaching usually. But uh, it really really meant something. That first Super Bowl that Peyton Manning went to and won, uh, you know, they had to go through Tom Brady's Patriots. And that's like a it's it's like another notch on the belt um, of that season and what that was. Uh, Peyton also did that with the Broncos. 2015, you know, the Broncos, Peyton Manning, noodle arm and all, (laughs) you know, they limped past a already uh, another limping team in the Patriots who were banged up, Gronk out for the season, uh, among some other things. And But this rivalry, it never, you know, it, it was always good. It was always fun. Primetime games, typically, obviously both teams winning the division more, you know, Brady and the Patriots winning the division a ton, Peyton Manning and the Colts mostly winning the division. Um, and, of course, when Peyton went to the Broncos, so they'd see each other every single year. And uh, it, was, it was, I think they... Out of all the years that combined that they played, they played at the same time. I think they only missed three times. Brady, 08 because of Brady's injury. I think eleven. No, it would have been yeah, it would have been eleven because of Peyton's, and then twenty fifteen because of Peyton's injury. That's when he got benched for Brock Osweiler. Uh, well, he wasn't benched. He was recovering from some kind of neck. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess he maybe he was. He had some kind of neck injury, and then they just start. They 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 put Brock in, and and Brock Osler actually led the the Broncos past them. But but those are my top ten, everybody. Uh, those are my top ten quarterback rivalries. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to uh, to this episode. All right, it was fun to share my top ten quarterback rivalries. All right, we I might just do this for the remainder of the off season until we get going again with. Uh, season recaps. It's a little bit easier, um, a little thought provoking and uh, a way for me to, I guess, personally connect with each and every one of you. So thank you so much. And, uh, on behalf of myself till next time, the two point conversation is good. (laughs) 